This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, man. Uh, trailer dropped today. The big, big trailer Actually, I, I, I wasn't. I didn't. Th- the trailer surprised me a little bit. You know what it was? What was it? It was Morbius. What? The living- yes. And so here's the thing with it that's really interesting. The thing that got me excited about this movie was not the trailer itself, because I don't know about you, but I mean, Jared Leto. I'm sure he's a very fine person, <laughs> but there's something about him when he's on the screen. It's just like. There's Jared Leto. Like, what's he doing in my movie? You know, I mean, <laughs> he's the guy uh, from Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah, I know that. I, yeah, and he was he was Joker, uh, sort of. But uh, anyway, sort th- of. We'll, we'll say sort, sort of. He got sort I mean, of. He got fired in the in the funniest way possible. <laughs> well, a- absolutely, and it's kind of funny that Joaquin Phoenix just got nominated for the Academy Award for playing Joker, and he got uh, another job. But uh, uh, however, he, la- he he landed well, and 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 what I want to do is I want to I, I want to do something that uh, occurred to me. I don't think anybody has really done, and I want to do a trailer breakdown. But I want to do a trailer breakdown from the standpoint of how they're marketing this movie. So I'm going to do a marketing breakdown of the Morbius trailer. That's almost think- that's almost relevant to this podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I have an idea, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let us call this podcast the Morbius Trailer Marketing Breakdown Special Edition Podcast from the Marketing Geeks. Ooh, very what do you cryptic. think of that name? Very cryptic. You, Nobody, you, very cryptic. You, you like that? Yes, I love it. It's very, and it's really hard to know what we're talking about. I like that, yeah. I, it, well, well, we're marketing uh, people, <laughs> man, so... I was going to say gurus, but we're not. You know who we are? We're the Marketing Geeks. Marketing Geeks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So uh, I, I, uh, I actually, we had a guest canceled tonight. And uh, so we had some time to kill. And then when I saw this trailer, you hadn't seen it. So I, I immediately apped you and I said, let's just do this episode right now. Why not? And why not? <laughs> so uh, you saw the trailer, right? I did now. You told me to watch it before this. So I just, I'm, I'm fresh. Okay. I'm fresh out of the trailer. 
Okay, so fresh so out of the trailer, like Kid Rock. If uh, one of our seven listeners wants <laughs> to <laughs> wants to uh, uh, <laughs> if if one of our seven listeners wants to follow along, we're leaving we're leaving a link down below uh, where you can, or just look up Sony Pictures Entertainment Morbius trailer, and uh, we're going to go minute by minute for the next the the three minute trailer and kind of break down what is revel- relevant in in how they're marketing this movie uh and so uh when the when the trailer starts the first thing you see is it says trailer in uh three two one and we have we have shots of like jared leto looking like the first shot is him really buff so i guess they want us to know that he's been working out well i think this, this is, is a callback there? it's a callback though because mcu movies they always have that like that shot with uh like the hero has his shirt off so if yeah. you go back, you got like Thor with his shirt off. You got like Ant-Man. You know, all these guys, they have that one scene where they're trying to show off their six-pack. And uh, so Sony is just taking notes and they're like, okay, they have this scene in the movie. Let's put it in our trailer. So they throw it in there. That's why. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, you know, the other thing with this is that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to the elephant in the room is, is how Sony and Marvel, are, uh, which is owned by Disney, are going to play nice with one another. And, and there's some clues in here that I think that that is getting people excited for that. Now we don't know what happened between Kevin Fergie and uh, you know, the, the, the Sony pictures people. Isn't Kevin uh, Feige or I don't know. For, 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 I, yeah. Fergie. I don't know. Whatever. I know who you're talking about. So, yeah. So, so uh, you know, me with names. So uh, I, it was, it was going to be very curious because now they have Venom, which is of course, you can't have Venom without Spider-Man. Uh, but, uh, but, but I think this, through this trailer, they leave us clues on how they work this thing well, out. Let's, let's take one step back and give a little bit of backstory here. For those of you that are not obsessed with the MCU Marvel cinematic universe, like we are. Um, so as if you've, if you've followed this at all, you'll know that, that Marvel initially did not have the rights to Spider-Man. So back in the early, what was it, like the 90s, Stan Lee sold the rights to Spider-Man to Sony in an independent deal for pennies on the dollar, pretty much, yeah. um, which resulted in those Tobey Maguire movies and eventually the Andrew Garfield movies. Well, ultimately, once Marvel created their own studio, they wanted those rights back. And so they cut a deal with Sony, which was pretty favorable for both parties, where uh, essentially Marvel made... Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. They made those movies for Sony. They did all the work, but Sony kept the box office in exchange for being able to use Spider-Man in the Avengers movies or in a, a series of, I forget, they had a deal, like how many movies they could use them in. And that deal expired. And so uh, Sony, after they realized like, oh, wow, the MCU's really taken off. Spider-Man's kind of become an integral part of it. They had leverage. So they're like, well, you know what? We're not going to renew that deal as it stands. And so they uh, they went back and forth. Um, they said they weren't gonna they weren't gonna renew the deal. They said Spider Man was out, and then out of nowhere, they said Spider Man's back in. But nobody knows the details of that deal. So now we're trying to piece together what that deal was that they came together on, right? Yeah, and 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 from the standpoint of 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 just marketing in general, if you have a product, right? And in, in this case, Disney has uh, the the Marvel uh, studio, which is probably the most successful franchise in the history of humankind right so so they don't want to they don't want to fuck it up they, i mean they, they cannot yeah. but what they also what also hurts the brand is if you have a competing brand that people can mistake for your brand 
And every single Marvel film has the Marvel logo. And so up until recently, uh, 20th Century Fox owned the X-Men. And then when Disney bought 20th Century Fox, they acquired that. So they're going to start putting the X-Men into the cinematic universe very and like and the, the fantastic four and yeah. daredevil i think <laughs> and even deadpool and even deadpool oh, and deadpool yeah so so i mean it's a smart move on on uh disney's part because they don't need a competing product out there right well the competing product obviously is sony because they still own spider-man and there's no way they're going to give that up i mean that is uh, you know, but, that is a but what's case. funny is the only reason they're competing is because Marvel put Spider-Man back in the game. Spider-Man was like had lost all its value after those Andrew Garfield. The second Andrew Garfield movie, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, is among the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, they, had, they I, had pretty much killed off like the value of that character in movies until until Marvel came and resurrected him. And then uh, now Sony's like, oh, we have leverage again. Let's use it. Right. And so one of, one of the things that Sony also has is a, is a whole list of kind of sub characters. And one of them is Morbius. Now I'm going to break down a little bit. I got to give, I got to give some background into who Morbius is because this is, there's an important part to all of this. I, I don't remember so, anything about Morbius in the comic books, except I used to collect like when I was a kid, cause I, I, I grew up in the nineties. I used to collect the Marvel trading cards. And I remember having like Morbius trading cards. I mean, not, not more. He wasn't, he was one of the cards of like, it was like Marvel trading cards but he was a character I had his card. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he became significant uh, kind of in the 70s. So I'm going to go back a little bit further uh, and talk about the history of comics because uh, again, this all ties in together. But uh, but but in in when comics first became big, uh, there was a lot of room for people to create stuff that might be considered uh, not good for society and not good for people at large. You know, it was it was the it was the forties, it was the fifties. People were afraid of their own penises. Gay people didn't exist. You know, it was like a different time. Uh, and 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 so, in order to make sure that comics weren't hassled, there was kind of a an a, a, a um, uh, an organization that uh, got together and it was called the Comics Authority Association. It was a self-policing sort of thing based on some recommendations from some government officials. And what that was is that with that, and, and you see, you'll see it like on Superman, it's the a little, looks like a little stamp and it says uh, approved by the comics code. You'll see it on like older comics. And, and the whole point with that was to kind of show that they were, uh, almost like giving themselves a, a a place where they wouldn't go. And one of those things was like horror. You couldn't do horror comics. You couldn't make women too suggestive looking. You had to show that crime was always bad and would, would you know, the bad guys always lost. Uh, they didn't, they felt that comic books might lead to moral depravity. And so they, they started this organization and uh, and of course, the, the big comic book makers had to put it on there. Otherwise, they'd be hassled by the FBI. So uh, Morbius was created in 1971 when they no longer would hold the, the uh, comic book companies accountable hmm. uh, any longer. They like canceled that law, essentially. Like it was like a, giving yourself a rating. And they were just like, no, this is free speech. And so uh, the first thing, one of the first things they did was they they finally were. I'm sure there was talk about this at Marvel, but they couldn't do it. Is what if uh, Spider-Man battled a vampire 
right? And they couldn't do that before because it was off limits. They couldn't do werewolves. They couldn't do any of that stuff. So, uh, so you you know a lot about Morbius. I'm impressed. I am impressed. Dude, I am a, a marketing geek. <laughs> I know. And, and, and you know, and, and also I, I can read Wikipedia. So um uh anyway, the, the 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 character kind of took on a life of its own. And the idea behind it was that there's a character who, instead of getting bitten by a vampire, what if somebody was scientifically changed? You know, which fits into the Marvel sort of thing. So uh, Morbius took off by himself and started his own, you know, had a few runs of his own stuff. So he, he is kind of a character that, uh, that, that fits into the Marvel universe, but he started off as Spider-Man's enemy. But do you know who, uh, Morbius's biggest enemy of all is? Um, the sun? No. He's a vampire. Blade. Oh, Blade. Blade, Blade, of course. Well, I was just thinking, though, the sun because he's a vampire. But yes, Blade, Blade. is a vampire hunter, right? Right, right. Of course. And and what is one of the movies that uh, that that is going to be coming out in the MCU? Blade. Bam. Was that was it a movie or a show? I can't remember. Was that a movie or a show that they were doing? Uh, I think they did. Yeah, they did a TV show, and then there was, of course. Uh, oh God! No, I mean, like, some... on the, when they announced it at Comic Con, is, is it? Is oh, it is they're doing no, a Blade a movie? movie? Is a movie? It's okay, a, yeah, yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. And uh, if you have never seen the Wesley Snipes uh, Blade films, uh, they're surely entertaining. But if you really want to be entertained, uh, listen to the interview that. Uh, uh, oh, I forget his name. Is comedian uh, Patton Oswalt, I think. Uh, did did uh, he was in Blade Trinity and he he talks about the making of that and like what Wesley Snipes was like. Uh, well, Blade funny. Trinity was a, that was like a clusterfuck, right? I mean, because like that was, uh, was they brought in Ryan Reynolds, they brought in like the wrestler Triple H, they brought in uh, Patton Oswalt. I mean, that was just a mess just from the casting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Blade Two was great. That was a that was a, a, a Del Toro film. But uh, anyway, uh, I have completely digressed into, but I, 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 it's important. Like all of this is important because uh, Spider-Man fights, you know, Morpheus uh, or Morbius. Morpheus. 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 That's a, a different crossover event. Uh, anyway, but, but, but the, again, this is, this, the reason why this is important is because if Sony is creating their own sort of Marvel universe uh, against Disney, that's a competing product for Disney. And and they don't want to be associated with bad product like they were with X-Men. Because there's some people out, you know, I don't know where, but they're gonna, they don't know that there's a continuity to these different things. So if they see an X-Men movie, they don't realize that it's a whole different sort of timeline. And my hunch is that 90% of the population has no idea who Morbius even is. Like, I mean, if they see this title, they're just like, oh, it's a vampire movie. Um, Other than like a few key references that maybe we'll talk about in a second in this trailer, uh, you would never know that this is part of anything bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, we 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 will now actually start playing the the trailer. And uh, because some of the things that they did is relevant to the story I just told. So here we go. Uh, the trailer begins. They do the, they do the countdown three, two, one, and then official Morbius trailer. Now this, I just want to stop that uh, pause right there because this is an interesting thing that a lot of movie companies have started doing. First of all, the trailer itself is called the Mobius teaser trailer. Teaser trailers are usually under a minute, but we got two, almost 
three minutes on this, right? So that's pretty exciting. So right there, that's a cool piece of marketing because you expect to see maybe three or four shots of, you know, uh, uh, Jared Leto and his, you know, little makeup or whatever. <laughs> uh, but we get we get three whole minutes. So that's pretty awesome, right? What's this trend um, with this? Okay, so in the front though, you have that, that you have like a couple scenes from the trailer in front of the trailer itself. Like all these companies now have that little pre-trailer trailer snippet that's like five seconds, eight seconds, and uh, and a lot of them are releasing those eight seconds the day before they release the trailer. It's like this little hype building. Right. Machine. It's, it's kind of a funny thing. They're they're trying to model like almost like the Steve Jobs thing, where we want to build as much hype as possible when we drop the trailer on Mars. Uh, of course, it, it's, it's almost humorous though. But Sony is notorious. Um, even though you say you're happy with this long trailer, Sony is notorious for giving away their entire movies in their trailers, like which it, which they also <laughs> did, you know. Yes. But but there's a in but, the teaser, <laughs> in the teaser, no less. Um, and 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 please, if the if whoever cuts the trailers for you, Sony Pictures, like please change your model. It's terrible. It's really awful. Uh, but but they they have been doing this thing with the with the with the kind of trailer before the trailer, and so they do that. And what it is is uh, you know it's six seconds because that's the average attention span of most people. So <laughs> if we don't see something explode in the first six seconds, we're not gonna we're not gonna stick around. And now right? we've had that impression. My, I've already got that first impression. It said it said Morbius had the title. I saw Jared Leto for two seconds, and and I've already got. So if I can't watch longer than eight seconds, I've already got the whole marketing message has already been communicated to me. Exactly, exactly. So that's pretty smart because one of the things it's also doing is it's reinforcing everything that you're about to see. I wonder if so, this is also because like they run this, they might run this as an ad maybe. Um, I, I mean, do they run these as ads ever in front of other YouTube videos? And then if you hit skip trailer, you, I mean, you couldn't skip that part. You could skip after that. So maybe it's part of like their ad strategy too. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good uh, guess. My, my, my guess is that it's, it's because six seconds. I mean, think about it. If you're scrolling on your feed, you would just see that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Andros. Sorry. I continue the trailer breakdown. I, I can't wait to hear your insights. Okay, because I know they're very interesting. Um, Should I hit play so, again to follow along? Yeah, so 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 we're playing, and then you know we see uh, uh, Morbius is a small child. He gets beaten up, but he has like some disease. Uh, he's dying, you know. So we're setting up the emotional, uh, the emotional build of the the uh, the trailer itself, and then of course we see then the Marvel logo go by so we in, know like an association, oh, association because they're not truly part yeah right now that's the that's the that's the of course the really important part about this is that it says in association with marvel meaning that it it it's kind of taking one step back from fully associating it so there must this is, must have been part of the agreement that happened with uh, spider-man so, uh, but that's not what our eyes are focused on. Our, fo our eyes are focused on the big word that says Marvel. So most people will miss the in association with. But of course, we, we want people to be excited about this. So, so now we have scientist, uh, scientist Jared Leto trying to cure his disease. Right, we're and, 40 seconds uh, into the trailer. We get some nice exposition where he even tells us out loud, he's like, I have a rare blood disease. This could be my last chance. So even nice exposition to just explain everything in, in dialogue. I like that. Right, <laughs> and, then, and then of course we see him doing science-y stuff. 
And so he, he mentions that, that now that, that there's this cure, right? So now we're one minute into the trailer. He pulls out a gigantic machete and he cuts it. Now, can I put a pause in this? This is like a total tangent, but when people cut themselves in a movie, why do they do it across their palm? Like where it could cause nerve damage. Like if you need a blood oath or something, like why don't you do it from someplace that maybe won't leave a bad scar? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Anyway. I really don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's all good though. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so he cuts so he cuts his hand and he uh there's some bats that come. Ooh, Batman. And yeah, so that's the that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the funny thing about this. Like, okay, so you were Joker, but now you're like what a Batman sort of <laughs> you like bat stuff. I don't know. How do you tell the difference? Okay, so now we're uh 122 into this. We see him like start to go crazy in a cage because the he's getting like his powers. And uh then right here, I want to stop at uh at at 130, right? Because it says in big letters from the studio that brought you Spider-Man Homecoming. You see what they did there? Yeah, and Spider-Man Far From Home right afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this this so, is good. This is good marketing because this is like when I watched this trailer the first time, this this caught my attention mm-hmm. because that was my biggest question is like, okay, like what what is going on with this movie? Like, how does this connect? Does it connect to anything? Does it connect to the Venom movies? Does it connect to the MCU? Like, what's going on here? So from, a, from again, like, we're geeks, so we understand the whole MCU thing. If you don't get this, then you might not be following fully along here. Um, but this is big. Right here, from a, a pure marketing standpoint to the target audience, that's a big statement to say uh, from the studio that brought you these movies, because all of a sudden, it, for the first time, it's really kind of bringing those in and making you feel like, oh, this is connected somehow. Right, exactly. And so, so it, it, you know, and this trailer had to be approved by Disney. I mean, they, 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 they had to have approved this if they're going to work together. Uh, and, and so that, this is also kind of interesting because it's, it's, it connects to the MCU, to the, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and then it says, uh, from the studio that brought you Venom. Now, this is very interesting, too, because uh, Venom, his history is that he's uh, basically an alien life form that attached himself to uh, to Spider-Man, but uh, became eventually his own sort of entity. But uh, what is he really? Come on. What is Venom really? He's just the opposite of Spider-Man. And there was this whole thing in like the late 80s, early 90s, where every superhero had like the exact opposite became their enemy. So you had right. like you had like Superman versus Bizarro Superman. You had like sure, or, or sure. versus like Zod would be another example. The same powers. Uh, you have you have uh, we're we talking about Spider Man versus Venom. I mean everybody like even Shazam had like Black Adam, which is like the just the exact opposite character. Almost everybody has this. If you watch some of the old some of these other movies, like even like the first Iron Man, it's just another version of Iron Man he fights. If you uh, like Ant-Man, he has like another version of Ant-Man. I mean, the Wasp or whatever, not the Wasp, but whatever this villain was in the first movie. It's a very common thing. Yeah. Well, I did Mushrooms at Burning Man once and I had to battle myself. That was a, that <laughs> so I get it. I totally get it. So, uh, but, but the, the thing that's interesting about this is that, is that it, uh, uh, what it, what it does in these three things, it says from the studio that brought you, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and Venom, which was, com- th- that movie was done by Sony because Sony owns 
Venom, but having having Venom without Spider-Man is kind of you can't it's just really weird. It's, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, they're trying to work around that. So they did the Venom movie, and now they're doing the, the Morbius movie. And uh, but the fact that the Venom movie was done by Sony, and the other two were done by mostly by Disney, uh, but they're they're bridging that with this, which is making me go, "Huh, that's." And, and that's- I just want to add that when I saw this, this piqued my curiosity, but it still didn't quite like surprise me yet. So w- when we get yeah. a little further on, I'll talk about these surprise moments here. Yeah, so now we're uh, at uh, 143, a minute 43. We see Gerald Leto, and it's like he's been obviously working out. Um, now, this is, this is also an interesting little montage that they do, and this is from 145 uh, to like two minutes. And what, what they do here is uh, it, in order for you to really understand, like, well, what is he? Is he a vampire? Is he a superhero? So in this one little section, he breaks down – what his like How, his power set powers are <laughs> yeah. yeah it's power set so like and what, what is it? I, don't, I don't know anything about morpheus uh morpheus morbius other than the fact that he's a vampire but i'm watching this he's got like energy ball or something he's like and then he's it looks like nightcrawler running on the walls and then he has echolocation because he says it out loud i have echolocation um yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So we know, and 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 the but the thing is with that, and this is again, this is a, a marketing choice, where what what we have to do is since we don't know this character, we have to know this character in the next two minutes. We have to know everything there is to, about him, and so part of that is letting us know, like, okay, he's yes, he's a vampire, and he has these powers, and it's kind of a horror movie. Right. And that's key also, because the way that they're marketing this is uh, uh, something that's a little bit darker. And we know now that Joker and uh, and and uh, Deadpool were both rated R and did very, very well. And they were always worried about, like, capturing that PG-13 audience. Yeah. I mean, to the point where a lot of rated R movies were being brought back to PG-13 because they thought they'd become unprofitable. Otherwise, look at Terminator Genesis. Uh classic example of a movie that should have been rated r that they they forced into a pg-13 because they felt uh they felt that it wouldn't be marketable otherwise or i think actually the first time they did that was terminator salvation but there's been other examples of that where the sequels where the originals rated r the sequels were pg-13 because they wanted to capture a bigger audience i think one of the expendables movies did that even and oftentimes it it uh it actually alienates some of the core fan base because they get they get mad about it and then it creates it can create issues so yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I think I think that now we're entering an era where, uh, you know, if they want to do like a like a hardcore bloody Morbius movie, uh, they could do it and probably get away with it, oh, right? They totally could, uh, unless unless it's somehow connected to the MCU. And I'm, I, I have a feeling. And here's here's where here's where things get interesting. So uh, I'm, we're now at two minutes into the trailer. And uh, now we see him actually using his power in a, on some sort of mission, right? So this is probably the finale of the film. And now I'm going to stop here at uh, 2.10, 2 minutes and 10 seconds, which is probably the most important two seconds in the entire trailer. I, I bet there are, there's probably entire YouTube videos made about this one 
screen capture. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's yes. right. And what we're seeing is Jared Leto. Uh, he has a he has a blanket wrapped around him, like he just killed a bunch of people. And he's maybe kind of maybe a prison jack, uh, a prison jumpsuit, or I don't know, just an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, he's wearing something time. orange. Yeah. Anyway, he he's he's walking past a mural of Spider Man, right? Which is very important because again, Morpheus Morbius was. Spider-Man's arch enemy it, it, from the start. And Sony right? has never had a reference to Spider-Man in any, uh, in the Venom movie. There was no reference to Spider-Man. And this is part of that Venom verse. Uh, we kind of thought, um, no, so we didn't, we weren't expecting this. This is. Yeah. So, so, so spray painted across Spider-Man, it says the word murderer, which is interesting because at the end of far from home, uh, Peter Parker was outed as Spider-Man and uh, he was accused of murdering the uh, billionaire who uh, who was um, uh, what was his name? Not Bizarro. Uh, uh, great, me, 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 Mysterio. Mysterio. Thank you. Yes. God. Ooh. So, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He killed Jake Gyllenhaal. He killed, <laughs> exactly. So, so this is obviously a reference to that. Right? Uh, yeah, that this that that's the biggest thing here is okay. So this this gives some insights into the Sony deal, um, the Sony Marvel deal, which makes me think. I mean, a couple of different things here. So I, I they're definitely referencing past events happening in the Marvel universe, the MCU. So which is owned by Disney? Which is owned by Disney. So now the question becomes: Well, is this directly connected, or is this like an alternate universe? And and that's the question that it's in my mind anyway. What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, the question that's that's one of the questions, but the other question is which suit is he wearing? He's wearing the Sam Raimi suits. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so from that that's a Toby Maguire Spider-Man 1 2 and 3, right? So he's he, that's that's actually Spider-Man from that timeline, right? Okay. Uh so so does that mean that that the MCU is connected to the Spideyverse here. Well, I think that the this is a, again this is a marketing thing where this alone, this one little screenshot right here, will get people. It got, it's like that. This is the thing that's making me want to go see this movie now. Yeah, not because of the movie, but because of the <laughs> the curiosity it creates. <laughs> Right, because right, I exactly. care. Honestly, this movie does nothing for me. I have no desire to see this movie for Morbius. I will tell you. But that. no, no, no. But if you knew that it was somehow connected to the MCU on some small level, you'll go see that movie, right? I'll, I'll see this one, and then like, there's a good chance I never see another Sony movie um, that's uh, not directly connected. <laughs> but and, but I'll see this and they one. They know yeah. that because because again, this goes back to a marketing thing, right? Where what what Disney and Sony don't want to do is they don't want to go head to head with each other. Where people realize, oh, okay, this is part of that superhero Marvel universe. That one sucks. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what started happening with X Men. I mean, yeah, they're, the de end, they're definitely like, blurring the line here. They're blurring the line. Yeah, but 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 I think again this is part of the agreement, and I I I, I think I cracked the code. So um, we're uh, we're directly after that shot, we see um, uh, kind of quick shots of other characters. One guy has like a robot arm, which is kind of interesting. I didn't even catch and, that. There's, uh, there's a robot arm guy in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the very last part of this, like maybe the last 30 seconds is pure horror. It, it, it turns into a pure like horror movie, which 
people might find interesting because it's kind of like this really freaky, scary vampire. Does that mean that the movie is going to be rated R? Well, that would be cool, right? So it's at least planting the idea uh, into people's minds that they are receptive to seeing this movie. Yep. Right? So so again, from a marketing standpoint, I think that was a brilliant move. Like whoever cut this trailer, I got to hand it to you. You did a great job. Um, uh, Even though for the most part, it gives away the movie. (laughs) Reference what I said, not be a hypocrite, but at the top of the show, like – Great, but also and a little too so much you, info. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta talk to whoever. And then, and then at around right around two twenty eight, you see his uh, his in character face, where he's actually the Morbius character. You get like a little glimpse of him, like with the blue skin and like the teeth right. and the red eyes, and kind of interesting. Looks okay. Yeah. Then, then we then we have the title right now. At uh, the the second most interesting thing in this entire trailer happens at uh, two thirty eight. Uh, two minutes and 38 seconds. And and you see him walking uh, towards an ambulance and there is Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton looks at him and he goes, hey, what's up, doc? Now, again, if those for those of you who aren't like completely in the MCU uh, like we are, or at least I am, uh, uh, I hate to admit it, but I I. You know, it's kind of like Taylor Swift. I, I hate admitting I, I actually like your music. It's so embarrassing. But it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't help it. She's actually pretty talented. Uh, but uh, uh, Michael Keaton was the bad guy in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. He played part of the... Uh, the Vulture. The, the Vulture. The Vulture. Yeah. And at the end of that movie, they teased the Sinister Six. Because yeah, he's, he's sinister- still alive. They don't kill him. He's in prison at the end of that movie. But he's alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's a he talks to some other guy who's who's like uh uh I forget. And then they at, I think at the end of was it at the end of Venom, they introduced Carnage, right? Yeah, at the end of yeah, they introduced Carnage played by Woody Harrelson. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so so we know the Sinister Six is going to get together at some point right yep. and 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 having michael keaton now we don't know if michael keaton is playing his vulture character they may have just gotten michael keaton as in that one shot maybe, maybe he's playing could, bruce wayne you know because uh he was batman jared leto was joker maybe there's a miscommunication there different you know <laughs> that would be awesome and maybe that's it too maybe it's just like oh there's batman and there's joker haha isn't that funny right so so but the fact that they put that shot in there again gives everyone hope that like oh shit there there's going to be a crossover I mean, event. i'll tell you what my thoughts are my thoughts are this is this is the vulture character right here um they are i think sony leveraged themselves very well in their deal with marvel but this is what i think is happening i think i think they have the rights to basically reference any event from the mcu they can play off of it. Even you, they can use any characters that come from their movies. Like he came from a, he came from a Spider-Man movie, so they can use him. But I think Marvel will never reference any events from these movies in their MCU movies. So I think they're just going to ignore everything that happens here. They're going to let Sony do whatever they want to do. And then they're going to do what they want to do and ignore it. And they're just going to kind of ignore each other as far as storylines go. Um, that's my thought process. It's almost like an okay. alternate universe, not necessarily an alternate universe, but it's uh, they're just they're none of this will ever be referenced in a true MCU movie. That's my theory. Okay, I'm going to blow your geek mind. Right, I'm ready because I'm ready. If, if Sony does what I'm about to tell you, 
not only will it be a strike of genius, a stroke of genius for them, but it would be an agreement that that would make every single person happy, including the fans. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Did you see Into the Spideyverse? I did. I liked Into the Spideyverse. Yeah, and it was very, very successful. Everybody liked it. And Sony put that one out there. That's the best Sony Sony movie that they've ever done by themselves. It was was very well received. I think it won an Oscar for... Who who uh, did that one? Was that the Lego guys that did that one? Or who did... I can't uh, remember. I I forget, but they're they're doing a sequel. Anyway, there is talk about doing a live action into the Spideyverse, right? Hmm. So, so... Uh, something happens in the MCU timeline. It could be just a throwaway scene where um, Dr. Strange opens up a portal and tells Peter Parker, you can go into this realm, but uh, people won't, won't, uh, people won't know that you're Spider-Man. Like you haven't been outed in this timeline, Uh, but there's things that you can't expect. Right. So they could have Tom Holland go into the Sony Pictures universe in it with an easy transition, starting with an Into a Spideyverse crossover event, having uh, Tobey Maguire, uh, Andrew McCartney, and uh, they get they hire a new kid for Miles Morales. And uh, Andrew can, McCartney? You mean Andrew McCarthy. Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> God! <laughs> I, I, you know, you, my kryptonite is names, man. It's like, <laughs> I like that though. Andrew McCartney. Yeah. Close, McCartney. close. Garfield McCartney, almost the same. Thing. You know. Garfield and McCartney. One was a Beatle, one was a president, you know. One was a. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, anyway, I, 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 what I, what I think is going to happen is they're going to do a Sinister Six movie. They're, they're, it, all roads are pointing to that. And I think that uh, it's actually going to be that uh, Marvel will stay kind of self-contained, but I think you're right. I think that the, the Sony verse will have kind of a doorway, if you will, and things can drop through it, right? They can set that up as a, like a contingency. Yes. And I can totally buy that. And that actually, I think that's a win-win for everybody if they do that oh, yeah. because they should, they need to treat this as an alternate universe and for, and then for the MCU to acknowledge it, it would make it a lot better than just like pretending like it doesn't exist. I think that, I think you're right. I think it's a lot. I think that would make everybody happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it'd be a win-win. So in, in that sense, uh, who's to say that at some point uh, Venom will uh will fall into the mcu because i have nothing i would love tom hardy to play venom in the mcu but i I want him to be directed by a competent you know director and a competent have a competent writing staff behind that and not have the sony hacks over there putting together their crap (laughs) (laughs) right so 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 sony could say okay disney we'll do this deal again where we'll lend you these two characters you do everything and we'll collect half the paycheck but everybody's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. I, I like it. I like it. Andros. I think, uh, I think it makes sense. I hope that's what they're doing. I agree with you on sinister six, hundred percent. I'm not hundred percent convinced they're doing the spider verse, multiple universe thing, but I'm hundred percent convinced they're doing the, um, the sinister six and at least on, on Sony's side. But so the question is, then you have like Dr. Strange into the multiverse. That's the name of the title. So is that where this maybe this whole thing that's, starts? Maybe that's 
what I believe. I believe that there's going to be this thing. And, and it doesn't, if they just, you know, they just, they don't even have to fully acknowledge the events. They just have to come out and kind of shake hands, like a, open a doorway between these two uh, universes. Now you don't have a competing product anymore. Yeah. You have two timelines. They're not competing against each other. I mean, you might uh, be like, I don't want to travel between the universes because this universe is shit and this one's awesome. So like, I can understand why the characters wouldn't want to hop back and forth, but that's how I feel every time I read the news. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. So so anyway, but but it was it was interesting to me that that the way that they put this together was to lead us to believe at least this is a possibility. Which the, for the hardcore fans like myself, you can just hear by the way I'm talking about it. This is really like wow. That's that would be awesome if we can have that. You know what I like the of, most about uh, the whole thing is that we've, we spent almost 40 minutes breaking down like a three-minute trailer. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. I don't know if our seven listeners love it, but you know what? I did this episode was for me. This is a bonus episode. This is for the hyper geeks. I'll even put like a disclaimer, geeks only, maybe in front. <laughs> ah, good idea. Good idea. So um, anyway, we'll be back with our regularly, regularly scheduled program. Uh, Friday. Next this Friday. Friday? Yeah, oh yeah, dropping dropping new. Who do who do we have? We have uh, we finally have the interview with Philip Stutz, the political marketer, where Andros hmm. goes head to head with a Republican political marketer that's worked on two Republican presidential campaigns. Oh man, it went down. We were, we were, <laughs> like we were disrapping each other and everything. <laughs> He said my flow was bogus. I was like, no way, man. <laughs> That's what happened. It was it was a good conversation, though. But it's legitimately a great... I mean, that guy has his uh, his fingers on the pulse of, like, the most advanced marketing strategies. I mean, some of that stuff will blow your mind, like, what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, this is real. It was a little scary. It was a little scary. Uh, one thing I want to I mention is... Uh, yes. So we, we watched the movie The Great Hack, which is the movie about Cambridge Analytica, the Facebook, um, the Facebook scandal, election, all that. Uh, there's a, uh, I saw on, uh, on YouTube, there's a guy, uh, a fellow podcaster slash YouTuber, his name is Patrick Bet David. He runs, uh, he, he runs a company and actually he, they have an office in Ventura. So I actually met him at one point very, very briefly. Um, but they, they had Brittany Kaiser, who's the main whistleblower, uh, in the featured in the great hack movie. He interviewed her for an hour and 40 minutes on a YouTube video. I watched the entire thing. Some interesting stuff. I was, I was kind of fascinated. And so I, I'd be really curious um, in a follow-up conversation, because Philip Stutz did say he would come back on the show after impeachment to talk more about the election and all that. Um, I, I'd be interested to ask him more about this, because he kind of dismissed the Cambridge Analytica thing. And I'm, I'm curious yeah. if there's more to it or not, or like wh like what his what his response would be to some of the things in that. So, Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, we definitely have to have him back on the show because he was. Oh yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's fascinating stuff. I love I love yeah. learning about what they're doing in political marketing, and there's and and plus he runs his own he runs a digital marketing agency for businesses too. So it's not just political marketing. Uh, he also does it for business, but it's like from from the geofencing stuff to the like. Uh, to, remember they you were talking about like getting data from Hulu and all these different companies so if you can find out exactly who watched like a, an attack interview like or, an, or a segment that attacked like a candidate and then they could target only the people that watched that and then, <laughs> and then oh yeah it's 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 like crazy. It, you, you don't realize how much you're being manipulated but listen to this interview is very very eye-opening and uh we'll, we'll definitely have him on again uh do you feel complete sir 
Oh, I feel I felt complete like 30 minutes ago as far as I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I mean, here's my take. I, I have um, if it wasn't for the obscure MCU connection to this movie, Morbius, I have no interest in seeing this movie. I, I'm not like I'm not I, I don't think Jared Leto's that great of an actor. I mean, I think he can. No. He's got I mean, he's got more range than a guy like Keanu Reeves, but I feel like Keanu Reeves somehow still makes me want to watch him on screen more. I don't know. You know, it's funny how that kind of happens. I, do, I think Jared Leto's a better actor, but he's not like a guy that draws me in to want to watch him. So I, I don't know what that's all about, but that's just like my experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Are you interested now in seeing this movie? I'm interested in seeing it, yes. And and because, especially because I have that Regal Unlimited Pass, uh, I think it, it warrants, you know, one of my free movie viewings. Okay. So so did, did the marketing guys do their job here? Yes. The, no, the marketing job guys definitely did their job because if it wasn't for those references, um, the trailer, if, if you took those out of the trailer, I'd be totally out. Maybe I watch this on Netflix like five years from now, but I'd be totally out. But because of that, right. I will see it. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Marketing success. Bing. So uh, right on. And uh, yeah, we will uh, see you guys next episode. So have a great Wait, have you seen Star Wars yet, Andros? Have you seen Star Wars yet before we finish? No, man. Why not? <sighs> It's like Are you scared. Did you hear? No, did you hear what I just did there? <sighs> <laughs> yes, I heard it. <laughs> your sigh. Okay, you, could could you see like my body, like what it did? I, I like, felt it. I felt your body you just felt shrug it? and you sink. Felt I felt it sinking yeah. into your chair. So every time I think about seeing Star Wars, I do that. Oh, that's sad. I know. <laughs> I think it's time you face your fears and you do it. And you you make oh, and then wow. you decide you either decide that Star Wars is completely one hundred percent dead to you, or you're like you know what, this wasn't as bad as I thought. But I, I think it's time. No, to make no, that. no. It, this is like Star Wars is dead to me. This is like poking the corpse with a stick, like just to see what happens. Like that's that's all this is. Is it's like you know finding a dead lizard and then like frying it with a magnifying glass. Well, that was oddly specific, wasn't it? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But I think it's time to do it. I think it's time to fry the lizard, Andros. It's time to fry the lizard. Oh, jeez. All right. I'll give you a full report next time. Next time. And with that. Stay classy. <laughs>